We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM, HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. I think he's going to play the hits. I think we're going back to the old system. He'll meld it with what he learned at Alabama, which every Patriots reporter and NFL person has told you. Mac Jones helped teach him the Alabama offense when he first got there. So you'll get some college concepts. You know, he really took the Patriots offense, though, to Penn State and then the Texans. So they're going to speak the same language right away. And that goes with O'Brien and Belichick, O'Brien and the players. And I think they're really, really going to get back to those roots. They'll just kind of modernize it a little bit with what he did the last few years. And you think this will be a good uh, offense for the Patriots? You know, can they be successful at that with their personnel? Yeah, because we've seen Mac Jones do these things at Alabama. And of course, we can point to all the surrounding NFL talent, all the receivers, the offensive line. But the point is, we know what he does well. And it's get rid of the ball quickly, it's diagnose, it's make decisions like in those RPOs. Do I hand it off or do I pass it in that split second? I think Bill O'Brien's going to amplify those strengths. I think we're going to see the best version of Mac Jones yet. Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for being here for the series finale. 617-779-7937, text line 3793-7. That's Andrew Callahan. Uh, talking about on NBC Sports Boston saying, look, with the return of Bill O'Brien, it's going to go back to the old school. And I say, ah, do we know that that's what they really want? And when I say they, I'm talking about Mac. Because when you see what the Patriots offense looked like last year, I, you, there, I, there's just no way there's an overnight fix because let's just put it this way. You have other teams in the league that have to fix the same thing. And some have better tools to do it than others. I'll give you an example. As bad as Arizona was this past season, you can't believe they will be just as bad next year if Kyler Murray is able to come back and be healthy and a new change of scenery and a new head coach, right? Head coach, absolutely, that's the change of culture. Change of offensive coordinator, to me, that's more of kind of like a we'll see. Patriots offense last year in yards, 26th. Behind the Jets. In yards, behind the Jets. Yards per play, 19th in the league. Behind the Browns, just ahead of the Bears. This is a lot of work, folks. This isn't... I always get on my wife when she likes to watch these home improvement shows where she's like, oh, that would be beautiful. The back black splash and everything, black splash and everything. I was like, you realize three bunks of work is edited down to 60 minutes. It's not going to be done in 60 minutes. 
It, it doesn't happen that way. It looks like that on television. It's like, oh, well, that should be nothing. We should do it over a weekend. You don't know. <laughs> they hired people for three months. I've had, I have a friend that's done the film. What's that married couple? Stiz, how you doing, man? Thank you so much for being here tonight. KJ, blessed to be on the uh, season finale. The series finale. The series finale of KJ Late Oh, yeah, the night. series finale. The series wow. finale. In fact, it will end as one of your more famous series finales ended in the history of television you will get that tonight. Thank you for being here. But look, you know those you know those uh, do-it-yourself shows on television? I had a buddy of mine at work, a husband and wife couple. I can't remember their name. They're down in Texas. My buddy used to be on the film crew for them. On one house, he would be gone for four months filming. But on television, it's like, a, it's like two hours total. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's a one-hour show. Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's it. Chip and Joanna Gaines. He's been a film because I think they film it down there in the Baylor, around near Baylor University area of Waco, Texas. Waco, yeah. Waco, that's it, that's it. So, yeah, this is not one of those do-it-yourself home improvement shows that it's going to be fixed in an hour. So we can talk about Bill O'Brien going back to the old school, and it's going to do all these great things for me. Look, there's a big hole to come out of. There's a foundational problem, as they say on these home improvement shows. You just can't put up a backsplash and have, you know, you know, no insulation behind the wall. You're trying to cook meals behind it. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. The Patriots. First downs. Offensive. 17th in the league. So even you get, what, 14 teams into the playoffs? But it doesn't necessarily mean the teams ahead of you are all playoff teams. So just in terms of converting first downs, the Giants were better, the Falcons were better, the Packers were better, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Jaguars, the Seahawks. Now you're starting to get into teams that were uh, playoff bound. The highest one would be the Lions, who didn't make the playoffs, but they just missed it by a night. So did the Patriots. So a lot of, a lot of things to go in terms of completions. 16th in the league. Not the worst thing in the world, but again, well, how far or how many yards did you get? Oh, man, they're 20th in the league in terms of passing yards. 20th. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Still to come. Make money, money. There's a lot of money to be made just on these playoff games in the NFL this weekend. It's it's absolutely sick. Yeah, in terms of yards, in passing yards, this is this is you wouldn't believe this, but it's absolutely true. The Denver Broncos finished ahead of the Patriots last year in passing yards. And <laughs> think how bad Denver was this year. So it, here's the thing that I'm wondering. Just follow the logic. Is Belichick and the crew, by bringing Bill O'Brien back, really fattening up the hog for slaughter For in terms of Mac Jones? Like, are we trying to pump up Mac Jones for value so that way he could be dealt? Check this out. These are all the quarterbacks in the NFL right now that are on rookie deals and the value cost of their contract, meaning like the number I give you divided by either four or five, but most of them divided by four because a lot of them haven't received that fifth-year extension. There's only one person who's done that, so check this out. These are names of rookies who have played some type of considerable time with a team or they're, they're like somebody in waiting, right? So Sam Ellinger is at $3.5 million. So divide that by four, you're talking about what? 900000 a year? Brock Purdy, he'll be playing Sunday, $3.7 million a year. Divide that by four, 
like 900,000. This is why the 49ers are in such an advantageous position because on a second-year deal of a guy who you're only paying $900,000 to, you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. This is the new NFL. It's almost kind of like some teams are starting to say to themselves, why go after the big free agent and blow a lot of money when they're on their way out potentially with their skill set? Then get a guy who can get hot. We put pieces around them that can be replaced. You can always get another middle linebacker. You can't always get another quarterback. And get to rocking with them and make that run. Keep in mind, remember I said, there could be a chance that they're fattening up the Mac Jones hog for slaughter. Skylar Thompson down in Miami, depending on what's going on with Tua, he's at $3.7 million as well. So that's four hundred four four times... It's about $900,000, not a million. Bailey Zappi at $4.3 million over four years. Oh, did I say Bailey Zappi? Because remember, if you get a quarterback that can do what you want to do and you believe you can put the pieces around it, let's say a solid defense, a good offensive line, and a good running game, things that you wouldn't have to pay as much for as, say, a top-wide receiver... Just keep in mind, I've said, there could be a quote-unquote quarterback competition at the start of next season, and what a way to do it by bringing in old-school part of the crew, Bill O'Brien. You think any of those little jokes about Joe Judge, allegedly, that you read about in the Boston Herald a couple days ago, you think that's going to fly with Bill O'Brien? You think there's going to be chum-chum? Ha-ha. No. Matt Corral at Carolina with the Panthers. They just hired Frank Reich. Well, guess what? He's got a quarterback that's getting $5 million over four years. You don't think they're going to try and work him out? Malik Willis uh, hasn't really shown much, but at 5-1. Desmond Ritter in Atlanta at 5.3. Jalen Hurts at $6 million. That's why Philadelphia is so good. Because they don't have that four into, that's up $1.25 million a year on average that they have to give Jalen Hurts. You don't think they're getting their money's worth? This is where the league is moving now. Lamar Jackson, $9.4 million. Why it averages that way is because he's in the fifth year. They picked up that option, so his contract is up, so they may start to franchise him a couple of times. Jordan Love at $12 million. He may never see the field, but again, divide 12 by 4, you're only really burning $3 million a year because Aaron Rodgers is getting all that money. So you're not, really, you're not losing a lot. Kenny Pickett at $14 million. Okay, you would say... I think the Steelers have a good deal having a quarterback that gave him a shot all the way to the last. I mean, the Steelers were horrible at the beginning of the year. And now they have a quarterback who's a rookie who seems to get it a little bit, has weapons around him, and only cost you about $3 million a year. Mac Jones, $15 million a year. Hmm. How much more is that than Bailey Zappi? $11 million more? In terms of full worth? And if you've had, and this is why I said last season was really a test to see if Matt can handle adversity because eventually the question is going to be can this franchise of the Patriots handle paying this guy $40 million a year potentially? You have to find out what it looks like when it looks bad versus looking bad when it's looked mediocre or decent. And because the way the market will be, keep in mind, 
the second time that Lamar Jackson gets, let's say they franchise tag Lamar Jackson twice. If that happens starting next this year, Lamar Jackson will be getting $56.5 million the year that Mac Jones will be going for his deal. You don't think Mac Jones is not sitting there going to start that number at 35 just because there's <laughs> – and by that time, at the same time, in 2025, you'd have to decide what you're going to do, Joe Burrow and uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert. They've got to figure out – because if they get franchise tagged, then, oh, my God, you're talking about like an average salary of quarterbacks because you take the top five average salaries, and Lamar Jackson is just going to jack that number up if he's getting 56 and a half. You're talking about Burrow and Herbert maybe getting about 49 to 52 a year. And then you got to deal with Mac. So can we say that there's a very good chance that Mac Jones will not make it to a fifth-year extension? Just because do you really believe that this Patriots team, at this point right now, what you see, they're going to say, this is our guy. We're going to extend him in that fifth year, which would be kind of the average of of a bigger number. It's not that top five. It gets down to a lower number, maybe 10 or so. And then say, yeah, we, we think this guy's worth 40 mil. <laughs> Justin Fields, 18 million. I'll, I'll get back to back Jones in a little bit. Cause it gets interesting. Daniel Jones, 25 mil. They picked, they, they rejected his fifth year, but his fourth year option is the one in his fourth year became that average. So, no, I'm sorry, because he went number one. That's what it is. So, his four, divide that by four. So, they've been paying him about four or five, about five to six, about six million a year, being a number one quarterback. Justin Herbert's at 26 million. Sam Darnold's at 30 million. His fifth year option was picked up. That's why his number is high. But his contract is up two at 32, 30.2 million. Trey Lance at 34. Zach Wilson at 35. 35. Joe Burrow at 36.1, Trevor Lawrence at 37.1. Here are the quarterbacks that will be free agents at the end of max four years, right? That'd be 2025. Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert. Aaron Rodgers will probably be out of the league. Carson Wentz, uh, I, I just, no. Like, if you're thinking about, like, really doing, no. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, most likely going to be franchised. So you're looking at really Tua or Dak Prescott. Not appealing. What about if what if they sign Mac in his fifth year extension and it's picked up? Here's who's available then. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Desmond Reeler, Bailey Zappi, Derek Carr. <coughs> See where this is going? There could be a fattening of the hog. I, I, I have family that's from the farm. It could be a fattening of the hog to see what kind of trade value you can get while he's still on his rookie deal when you've got Bailey Zappi all the way through 2025. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Uh, we'll hear from Ty Law on his thoughts on Mac what he needs, uh, plus uh, other pundits of weighing in on the Bill Bel- uh, Bill O'Brien hire. That's still to come, but right now it's time to trend with Stiz. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
The conference championships are this Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers are in Philly to take on the Eagles at 3.30, followed by the Cincinnati Bengals in Kansas City at 6.30. Don't forget you can hear both those games right here on WEI. Per Field Yates, Patrick Mahomes was a full full participant in practice today. He is off the injury report. Albert Bria reported on Friday evening that the Patriots are flying out former Patriot player Ryan Wendell out to Las Vegas to interview for the open offensive line coaching position. Wendell played nine seasons with the Pats and helped New England win a Super Bowl title in 2014. He did spend the last four seasons on the Buffalo Bills staff, holding the title of assistant offensive line coach for the previous three campaigns. The Boston Bruins road trip continues tomorrow night when they take on the Florida Panthers. Puck drops at 6 p.m. And the Celtics have lost three in a row. They'll host the Lakers tomorrow night, tip-off at 8.30. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Ty, when you look at this uh, Patriots team, like offseason, what's their biggest need that they need to go out and get? They need somebody to help uh, Mac Jones on the outside. Somebody that can take the top off the uh, the defense, man. Um I, that's what I see. I mean, there's, there's there's no one, as far as the receiver is concerned, that's scaring anybody. You know, they, they're not putting the fear of God and no defense facts, and that's a problem. I think Mac Jones, with some help, because he has a running game. You know, I, I, they, they have a running game. They need to be able to throw the ball to somebody that's reliable and that can strike fear, uh, a, a, a Diggs type of guy. You know what I mean? A, a Jamar Chase type of guy. Somebody that's a true number one receiver, I would like to see the Patriots go get him. Yeah. Turn that up a little, Stiz. What? He's playing rap lyrics? Oh, my God. These are the words I manifest. Shout out to 02119. KJ Late Night WEEI. That's Ty Law on Greg Hill's show earlier this week saying Mac needs a deep threat in order for Mac to be successful. And I'm one of those who says, you know what? There are a lot of things in front of Mac. That's almost like giving the dessert before eating the dinner. 
the dessert before eating the dinner. Right? Mac has played what? 31 games? He's had 12 games with a passer rating under 85. And how many of those were this year? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of his games this year under 85 passer rating. Now, there are some that are inflated numbers and there are also some regular numbers, usually somewhere around 90, then I'd say, okay, he had an effective game. That's where Mac made a difference. It's like it's like a school. It's like a test, if you will, score. If you're looking at below 80, and keep in mind, you can get over a 100 in passer rating. That means if you get an 80, it may not as be as high. <laughs> it doesn't really look good. Like Jets game number two. <laughs> that was a Pittsburgh, blah. The Arizona game, must I remind you. How about Buffalo? Uh, Baltimore. Vegas. Man. Look. Chicago. That's the worst one. As I was saying in the the first break here, if we honestly, at what point do you have a realistic conversation with yourself and say, you know, the defense probably won three games and saved two games this year. If all things are even, is Matt going to give you, is he going to win three games for this team next year? Is Bill O'Brien going to be able to turn Mack into a player who can win games? Because right now there's a struggle to manage games. A struggle. And to be fair, right, let's take out the Patricia-Joe Judge experiment and let's just go back towards the end of last season where teams started to figure out what Mac Jones wanted to do and Mac Jones really didn't show himself to be that effective. Really since that that first Buffalo game where he didn't throw the ball virtually at all. And so how does Bill O'Brien pull that out of him? I, it, look, do I think some of it is part of a skill set situation with Mac Jones? Yes. Every quarterback in college doesn't necessarily translate to the pros. That's why you can have guys who will play at colleges. You're like, I, I hadn't really heard of them, and those guys be a star. And then you, he's like, I heard everything about him in college, and when they get to the pros – they are just not used to the improvisation portion of the NFL. How how good are you on the fly to make a decision that's going to be productive and hard to game plan for? That's where the quarterback is now. It's no longer just the upright standing up, fire the ball, I've got a cannon arm. Those days are gone. Like if you've got a great arm, great, but can you move in a joystick position, I was talking about it today when I was filling in on the morning, the national morning show for BetQL, the daily tip. I was saying, look, you know, with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, they have like that eight motion joystick movement, right? And then there's some guys who are just stiff like an Atari 2600, straight up, straight down, left, right, right? And if you, <laughs> I don't know, Stiz, you might be of a certain age, you might not remember, but with those older game consoles, the more intense that you went up and down, suddenly it would like drift on you, you know, <laughs> like you can't push up on anything. Now, one of your, one of your four directions are gone. But if you had that mobility to kind of go Northwest, you know, Northeast, Southwest, Southeast, 
and could still go north, south, east, and west, you had flexibility. You could even still kind of get around a game a little bit that way. But that's where the game is now. Even even when you look at Brock Purdy, you'd say, okay, he's a rookie and, and all these different things, but he is showing that there are twitch muscles that allows him to have an eight-joystick position movement than just four. And if you've got a guy that's just four, you know, like Zach Wilson, the reason why the Jets, I could tell why they liked him coming out of the draft is because they saw that joystick mo- mobility. They just didn't realize the guy virtually has nothing upstairs when it comes to football acumen, right? It's like girls would be like, he's just an absolute meathead. He looks good in a shirt and on the dance floor, but have a conversation with them. Oh my gosh. It's like talking to the wall. And at least the wall has personality. That's Zach Wilson in New York. He's got all the right moves, but duh. Where Mac, bright guy, has no moves. So how do you teach a guy who's like has no moves? He's stiff on the dance floor. Mac would be the guy that kind of dances to the words and not to the beat. Bailey Zappi has a little bit of ability to dance to the beat. And if you could get that that mental acumen going, which, you know, he might be able to do that because it is really just learning. Then you have an interesting situation in front of you that Bill O'Brien can mold, right? Because the, the idea is if you're going to bring back someone who's part of your crew and you're possibly prepping Gerard Mayo to be the next head coach, you if you're Belichick, you're probably saying, okay, I'm setting things up for when I'm GM only. This is what it's starting to feel like, right? Because if you know that you're going to move Gerard Mayo into assistant head coach position, but yet at the same time, you know that Bill O'Brien can stay as long as he likes. And let's say Bill is gone in two years and Bill O'Brien still wants to do this in two years. Or let's just say somebody, I won't say who, but one of these two quarterbacks that are on the roster develop into a high-level caliber quarterback. Then all Bill does is just sit upstairs because he's got all of his people in place below. And he becomes GM only, which was one of those things that I said that Bill Belichick probably would steer himself towards. Here's uh, Tony Kornheiser and uh, and uh, Wilborn, uh, Mike Wilborn on ESPN's Pardon the Interruption, uh, on their thoughts on the Bill O'Brien hire. He is a sensible choice. There are two important criteria that he gets right. One, he's a former Patriots assistant, so they keep it in the family, which is exactly what Bill Belichick wants. And two, he's actually been successful away from the family, which is highly unusual. Of all the Patriots assistants who became head coaches in the NFL for more than one year, they all had losing records except Bill O'Brien, who's 52 and 48. And he's an offensive guy, so they can tell Matt Patricia, get out of here, go back to what you do best, go on defense. And O'Brien had success with Deshaun Watson in Houston, I believe. And maybe he can coach up Mac Jones, because Mac Jones regressed last year, Mike, under, under Patricia and Belichick, who didn't care about the offense. Yeah. He said in there is what, what Belichick wants. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Hang out. 10 minutes to celebrate KJ late night season uh, series finale. Uh, we'll go back through some of the highlights of parody. It's like those, remember those old music, uh, the late night commercials before you had cable, like on a regular, because I was one of those guys, like I had cable for maybe like, I'd have it for like a six month run. Then it'd be like, you know, your bills do. Then you pull out the antenna and you watch some of like the old time life music commercials late at night. Like this diamond ring doesn't shine for me anymore. Kansas City, here I come. Well, that's how like some of these Patriots uh, parodies over the past 
on late night here will play tonight, like one of those late night time life commercials in 10 minutes, just kind of a walk down memory lane. But what Kornheiser said is spot on. It's what Bill wants. Bill wants control back. Think about it. When Brady was here and Brady had the sad face about things and Belichick wasn't so happy and pieces weren't there and all Tom was like, just send me one. And that's why I think it's interesting when people say, all Mac needs is some long receiver. I'm like, no, Tom Brady's not still here. Because Mac is not going to just eviscerate a defense with his brain the way that Tom Brady can. So, no, it's not like he needs one. He needs a deep guy. No, honestly, he probably needs his tight ends to be more efficient. He needs a stronger line, and he needs a second running back to give Ramondre a breather. Then you could see what happened, right? Jacoby Myers probably going to get probably good money on the market for what he does. Someone probably sees the value and says, look, come. We've got a, sp- we got a place for you. Somebody's recognized your talent, and you might be getting – you might just be in a better situation to thrive overall because if Jacoby Myers, well, honestly, if Ramondre Stevenson is your leading receiver, then that tells you a lot about what they think of the receiving core and the offensive line and the quarterback. So it all plays together. You've got to build what's in front of you first. Bill O'Brien, if you're going to go old school, we ain't going to be throwing the ball around everywhere. It's going to be running the ball. Right? Because, you don't have Tom Brady, you don't have Deshaun Watson, you have Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. And you figure over the next two years, one of those two guys will be the one who wins the ultimate prize. Now, do I think when when the first preseason game happens, who's the starting quarterback? Mac Jones. Because wasn't that the case two and a half years ago? Hey, who's the starting quarterback now that you've you've got this new rookie Mac Jones, will he be starting with the first team? No, Cam's going to start with the first team. I mean, you can do that for three games, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the first team guy is going to still be on the team. Bill has shown that hand. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Still to come second hour. Um, We're going to talk about the Red Sox and how I looked at something else. Oh, man, the Red Sox may be in some financial trouble, and they may have to make a move on one of their star players, or are they still a star? Like, almost pronto, if it's if it's about really saving money. Here's Chris Sims saying that, look, Bill O'Brien and Mac would be a good match. I think this is a, it's a positive move for the New England Patriots and, you know, and for Mac Jones. I think it's a double whammy. It kind of covers both areas here. One, we know they needed... You know, a real offensive coordinator, Billy O'Brien, understands how things are done in New England. You know, there's going to be no systematic adjustment in any way. And then there's history with Mac Jones as well. So all of that makes sense. And, yeah, not only are you going to improve your offense with a guy that's been there, done that, but you got a guy that's got a relationship with your starting quarterback who, hey, took a step back this year, not necessarily because of himself, but because of the surrounding okay, you can stop him. You can issues stop him. with the My dinner. Is, I, look, I, I just had my dinner a couple, of years, a couple about two hours ago. I don't want it to just hurl from that. Okay, first of all, Chris Sims, there has to be a change of the system that's here because the system that here is something that Matt Patricia put together. Is like, what if we took like Sean McVay's playbook off of Madden and did a little bit of the stuff that still was here with Josh? No, that stuff is being scrapped. You're going back to the OG system. That's what's going to happen. Two, 
the this relationship between you know Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien is a little more uh, hyped than what it really was. It's really one guy going out the door, another word, another guy coming in the door. It would be the equivalent of like, hey, Ludacris actually had an invitation to my wedding, but I don't tell people that ah, Luda was on his way and. You know, I, I, we were leaving town. He had to go. You know, he was on his way and passed through to say, no, that's not what happened. He had an invitation. I wasn't expecting him to come, but invited him anyway because he knew what was going down. I totally understood if he couldn't make it. Yeah, Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones, they weren't like hanging. It was literally, hey, I'm on my way out of here preparing for the draft. And, hey, I'm on my way in here to prepare to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. They weren't, they're not in sessions together. So that, that port, that, that's kind of a, a narrative that's kind of, not completely true. My concern is that if it doesn't work for Mac Jones, then is that on Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick? Or is it on Mac Jones and what becomes the narrative? Right? Because I think the fan base, honestly, is like, okay, Mac, we all saw how you had pretty much Jim Carrey and what's the other guy's name? I can't remember from Dumb and Dumber. That These guys were running your offense. And we saw what you went through. And I said, yes, I totally agree. But also remember, that idiotic offense seemed to look good with somebody else on the staff, well, you know, in, in, in that quarterback room. Keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. But this year, with Bill O'Brien back in the fold, and this is why, Bill is, this is why, this is why Belichick is a genius. He brings back an old-school guy that was here during the championship years, part of the system that worked. You know what he does. He's a local guy. He's from here. So Matt can't buck up against Bill O'Brien. He can't. Because if you start doing that, they're like, then the fan base will call out what I was kind of saying in a way. Like, well, look at the other disrespect. 617-779-7937, text line, 37937 KJ Late Night WEEI Scott in Rhode Island. Thank you so much for joining the series finale. You're on WEEI. How you doing? Good. My question to you um, with Mac, I don't think he had a fair chance. For one thing, we had a defensive coordinator do offense. In the NFL history, have we ever had that done? No. I mean, if you look back even at Belichick's years in Cleveland, he didn't have an offensive coordinator per se, but he did have an offensive guy assisting with the play calling. And, of course, Nick Saban is on the staff at one point as well. So, oh. yeah, not really, but, again, that's what I just said. The fan base is going to give exactly. Mac Jones a pass for this past year, but it didn't start with this past year. It started at the end of the 2021 season where you started to see some leakage, and you're like, okay, hopefully this guy – can get some progress going into next year, even though he was he kind of whimpered out in the last of 2021. The offense just sputtered. So it this isn't just all on Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. This does go back to the rookie season where the plane started to slow okay. up as it was applying as it was reaching the airport. Okay, okay, sure. But um, the offensive line have we showed up the offensive line? If you look at every playoff team right now, they have a really good offensive line. Yeah, and that's what I we think. Traded, we tr- we traded away one of our best offensive linemen, and and decreased that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so I, look at this way. I, this is what I've said. 
Belichick's priority for any type of big spending moving forward needs to be on the offensive line first, right? Because if you're going to protect the quarterback, whoever it's going to be, Zappy, or if it's going to be Mac Jones, if they have that extra time, it doesn't then require you to have all pro receivers to make plays for you. You will have that protection in time. It will come down to can you make decisions in time that are going to be effective. So you can have a great offensive line and still make bad decisions. That would be the worst-case scenario, but I would still take that risk on a better offensive line. You'll get bigger holes for Ramondre Stevenson. He probably won't have to be the leader in yards after contact. And then you can get another running back back there. That's what they really need. They need a second running back. They need an offensive line. Scott, last thought. Hey, no, one more, one more thought. So yeah. if we brought in Lamar Jackson to pay him that kind of money, do you think we'd beef up the offensive line or do anything like that? No, Lamar Jackson will be franchise tagged. They'll even try and do it twice. So Lamar Jackson. And I wouldn't even. I would. I wouldn't even touch him. Wiggy's big on him, touching him. I oh, wouldn't oh, even touch no. him. Now, now you're being facetious well, because if you think that Mac Jones, the current quarterback situation here, is better than what Lamar Jackson could offer, I've got lakefront. Pro- I've got oceanfront property in Nebraska to oh, say. Okay, but wait, wait, but Scott, I gotta go. Paid- yeah, Scott, I gotta go. Yeah, I, I mean, like, you, you're not going to tell me. I'm not going to touch Lamar Jackson. I mean, you can. I mean, I'll put it this way. I can understand why you might have certain feelings about Lamar Jackson, but at least stand in the mirror and be a man and tell yourself why you really don't like Lamar Jackson versus saying, I wouldn't touch him, but you would hold on to this? Oh, my gosh. Drug testing on Monday at the office, 9 p.m., 9 a.m. All right, still to come, make money, money. Got two incredible parlays that pay out incredible, incredible for this weekend's NFL Championship game, championship games in the AFC and in the NFC. Um, plus, uh, before the show's over, I'll get into who I like. Well, actually, you know, I'll do that, and then I'll get into the Patriot stuff. Um, I like the Eagles, and I like the Bengals. I see an Eagle Bengals Super Bowl. I, I, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but over the course of the last couple of years here on late night, I've been able to kind of flex a few muscles of creativity to kind of tell stories of things that were currently going on. And one of the bigger ones, obviously, has been the story of the Patriots. So here's a series finale of KJ Late Night Down Memory Lane of some of the Patriots stories in song. Hit it, Stiz. There's a team that's scheming. Not okay. Those same clowns that hired the special teams guy? They've already hired somebody else. Last Monday. Wait, my interview's supposed to be this Friday, huh? So you want to be on top? Ah, this is the original Buffalo Colding. Always been. After Buffalo loses to the Patriots. (laughs) AFC style. Zero Super Bowl. They still suck. You beg for attention. Like an untrained dog. dog. Sit. Stay. Roll Roll over. over. This play is dead. But Buffalo's a good doggy. <laughs> Come get this. Buffalo cold. Nothing has changed. <laughs> They're super weak. The fans, they act like schoolyard girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trophies are for participating. Bills fans are the and worst, there's man. there's no winner banners in their town. We won the AFC East. In a stadium or a ring. Even the Sabres are bad. 
Bills Mafia thinks they're hot now. <laughs> the franchise is super wig. They you are. They really hate the Patriots. And they're multiple Super Bowl rings. You always will be chasing us. Like OJ on TV. <laughs> Call up your shrink on Monday. Because you'll need therapy. Fans of tight. Yeah, they are horrible. Chief Sunday night. Bill's Mafia playoff choking. Again. And again. Again. <laughs> and that's from a year ago. Hey, 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 hey. Bill, what you gonna do? Yeah, this is the Nirvana classic right here. We know you want to make Shula number two. Does it seem crazy that I said a bell check was seeming to check you know out? what the fan base is going through. Manage expectations, hey, that's on you. And he's hired both his sons. Yeah. As an offense he will run. And he won't choose anyone. Now that Josh McDaniel's gone. Well, he's got somebody now. all know what that means. All know what that means, Bill's King Patriots degenerating, boy, this is debilitating right before our oh, eyes. Mac Jones keep progressing. Oh, Judge and Patricia should be working drive through fries. Bill should be screaming or go with Willie Beeman. <laughs> Only three weeks to get it on stride. The pets grew. Max arm is light, play calls on right. Ass is tight, the fans boo. Monday night. That offense is horrible this year. Oh, uh, yeah. Now Zappy's got the ball all in, in his hand. Zappy fever. Zappy fever. On how a second-year quarterback can regress. So here's the mission. Learn the system. Don't get flashy, and you'll make Belichick happy. Stay accurate and stay cool. Everybody will say, Bailey Zappy's that, that dude. dude. <laughs> See, Mac's got a yearn to earn. He's got to fight for this. Zappy looks good, so maybe Mac should stop throwing to the backers on the middle line. Baltimore game. Holding the ball, yo, that's not fine. Matt Patricia, put that pencil to use. That's taking away. Watch your back, 10. Bailey Zappy's that dude, 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 dude. Yo, what happened to Bledsoe? And there's just a little montage of the Patriot parodies. Uh, Do you remember those, Stiz, some of those? Yeah, that was the Patriot season in song form right there. There it was. It's like one of those old school time life music video, music commercials that you could get all the hits on one CD for only 19. I'm not selling it. I can never sell it. But yeah, do you realize there was, I did 30 parodies in one year. Oof. I didn't realize that. I had no idea. All right, still to come, make money, money, plus the Red Sox season in review last year because I got in the hind bloom a lot. That's next hour. Hang out. KJ Late Night, the series finale here on WEEI next. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. A little bit of humor there, huh? Okay, yeah. KJ Late Night, W-E-E-I. Uh, this is the series finale. I'll talk to you later by the tubes. Like and Some people are like, yes, this is the day I prayed for. Get that guy out of here. But look, it's been fun over the last couple of years, man. Um, for those who say, where do I recognize his voice from? I used to play R&B records in town. Uh, I'll even do a little... R&B intro. You, you like that, Stiz? Yes, oh, please. I'm, gonna do, I'm going please. to do an R&B intro, and I'm going to use the W-E-E-I call letters like it's a slow jam show. That's still to come the next hour, because you know the magic happens in the 11 o'clock hour. 
So you, I, I got touched by. So yeah, I used to do R and B here, and it was a morning drive guy here. Uh, my name used to be with somebody else's name as well, and so um, just very thankful for the relationship that I actually developed with Ken and Curtis. True story. Curtis used to let me in the building virtually almost every day because when we were over on Twenty Guest Street, I couldn't figure out which key was which, and so he'd always be there with a smile, open the door, and I was like, "Man, appreciate it. I have dunks in my hand. This new guy here, and you know, got a car full of stuff and whatnot and everything." Taking showers at uh, because that's when you when I first got a true story when I got when I first came back here, I was like, oh, man, I got to find a place quick, and that's like unheard of in Boston. And then um, at one point it's like okay, I was like like living out of my car. It's a true stories, living out of my car, taking showers at the um, at the Watertown. What's the uh, the Planet why? Fitness? Oh, no, yeah. the Planet Fitness. So like every day, mysteriously, I was always there working out the hardest at four o'clock. Taking the shower, but you know, you you live, you per, you you persevere. Things changed at that other station, and uh, the person who was in charge of this station at the time, him and I had a conversation. I developed a rapport, and uh, it's funny because I remember the first time I met Ken, who I owe a lot so much to, Ken Laird. Ken Laird. My name is Ken as well, and so I remember meeting him the first time, and I said something that's probably odd now when I think about it. I was just like, "Hey, my name is Ken too. You know, it means handsome one." He was, you know, Ken is like, "Yeah, yes." He's like, "Yes." I was thinking, I just. Did I just tell him that I thought he was handsome by saying that our names mean the same? Like, I didn't mean that to happen, but. <laughs> and now here's genuine, so anxious. <laughs> right. Well, no, that's not going to be the song, right? That's like, Remember, 11 o'clock hour is the magic hour, not this hour. And so I owe so much to Ken Laird. And Ken, thank you so much for the kind words that you've said to me about this show. Um, I really appreciate it. And I just always wanted to provide people at this time something enjoyable, different, offbeat, yet very engaging so you would get sports, you would get music, you would get stupidity. Sometimes you would get them all together. And so it's just been a whole lot of fun. And so um, that's why a couple of weeks ago when, you know, the Mega Millions uh, number had come up, um, true story, I actually hit the Mega Million number, but only one other number. So that's why I was like, yeah, I'm joking. But I knew that two weeks ago that this tonight would be the last show. So I can reveal that when I disappear at this time at night, it's not because I won the lottery. So we can get... <laughs> Oh my God, the KJ guy, he said he'd be gone. And two weeks later, sure enough, he won the lottery. So that's not the case. So so we still have another hour to go in the series finale of KJ Late Night. But now it's time for... Big Mac. There we go. I won the bet. Here. $1. I can give you half. How do you pay, man? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> I figure since betting becomes legal next week in Massachusetts, I probably could hit you off with a couple of winners that might you might take a trip to Atlantic City to lay some money on this one. 49ers at Eagles. It's the early game Sunday. Here are some props at BetMGM that combine pay out over $2 million. Watch. Who, yeah. <laughs> Who will be the first? Uh, what will be the first scoring play? 49ers field goal. It's a risk, but I think as teams are feeling each other out, 49ers may take an early 3 0 league plus 350. Both teams score 20 points or more. Yes, plus 110. Kyle check fullback for the 49ers, anytime touchdown. Plus 1,100, maybe a, a bootleg uh, play-action screen or a fullback handoff at the at the goal line. That's all possible. Dallas Goder, tight end. 
Eagles, anytime touchdown, plus 200 from Jalen Hurts. First 49er TD score, George Kittle. It can happen at any point in the game, but it just has to be the first one, plus 600. First Eagles touchdown score, Jalen Hurts, possibly on a bootleg, plus 400. And I like a, a, a an alternate spread line of four and a half on the Eagles versus two and a half. The reason why I like four and a half is because I believe the Eagles will want to put themselves up by seven, making Brock Purdy having to go downfield to try and tie the game. I don't think Brock Purdy will be able to do that, and I think the Eagles will end up winning by seven points, maybe eight. So I like an alternate line, spread line, of minus four and a half on the Eagles at plus 125. Take that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven leg parlay. I know kind of obnoxious, KJ. A $100 bet pays out $2 million. $678,975. Thank you very much. Bengals at Chiefs. Hayden Hurst. Touchdown anytime. He scored six during the playoffs. He's a target. Plus 280. Noah Gray. Anytime touchdown for the uh, for the for the, I want to say the Patriots the Patriots belong here. For the Chiefs, Noah Gray tends to be the option, and I think there's gonna be so much concentration on Travis Kelsey. Noah Gray, anytime touchdown, plus 750. First Bengals touchdown score, Jamar Chase, plus 350. Hayden Hurst, tight end, two or more touchdowns, plus 2,800. Oh, my God, this is about to be a huge payout. Bengals and the over at 43.5, plus 195. And take the Bengals to win by one to six points, plus 310. A $100 bet pays. And I got to take you out. On the series finale on one of the highest payouts ever heard at late night, $5,098,123.92. And that's Make Money Money here on Late Night with KJWEEI. The final hour next. Thank you so much for hanging out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.